This is statewide news from Alaska Public Media. I'm Ava White. An Alaska Native group says the Canadian government is violating their human rights by greenlighting several large gold mines in British Columbia. A coalition of tribes in southeast Alaska submitted a brief last week to an international commission accusing Canada of the violations, including their right to a healthy environment. KRBD's Jack Darrell has more. At the mouth of the Yunuk River near Ketchikan, there's a very old petroglyph. According to Lee Wagner of Metlakatla, the rising sun painted onto the rock above the river is thousands of years old, and it's a family crest. Further up the river, over the Canadian border, there's a site proposed for an open-pit gold mine. It's one of multiple large-scale mining projects proposed on Canadian soil that Alaska tribes say would directly impact watersheds that run across the border into Alaska. And the tribes have long demanded a seat at the table in how Canada manages those projects. The tribal coalition is known as the Southeast Alaska Indigenous Transboundary Commission, or SEITC. Guy Archibald's the executive director. He says the Yunuk River case is interesting because the line he's heard from mining companies that they can minimize the impact their operations have on the watershed doesn't work here. And, and mining is known to impact water quality and salmon. They always do. Uh, modern mines actually fail at a higher frequency and with more catastrophic consequences than mines 40, 50 years ago. And some of these are the largest mines that will ever be built in the world. And there was already a mine at SK Creek along the Yunuk River in the 90s. And Archibald says the watershed is still feeling the effects over a decade after the mine shuttered. When the mine closed in 2007, the population of Ooligan, a beloved subsistence fish, began to rebound, however slightly. The once productive Ooligan fishery in the Yunuk River has been closed by the State Department of Fish and Game for years because of population concerns. And he says the fight comes down to economics. Sacrificing salmon and cultures, we call the language and art. Economics never pencil out if uh, Ecology is the price that you pay. The economics will never pencil out. So now the SEITC, in partnership with Earth Justice, a legal advocacy organization, have taken their concerns to the Inter-American Commission for Human Rights, which presides over the defense of human rights across North and South America. And there's a precedent for this. In 2020, the SEITC submitted a petition to the international body on Canada's alleged human rights violations, and last September, the commission accepted it. That started the clock for the tribal group and Canada to both make their cases. This brief outlining their argument is SEITC's first official filing to the commission since the original petition. And May Manipupat Pong, an Earth Justice attorney, says their argument is twofold. She says Canada is violating the tribe's federally recognized right to a healthy environment, as well as violating their obligation to consult with tribal stakeholders. Manipupat Pong says the merits of their case are strong. Toxic water pollution doesn't stop at the Canadian border. And human rights obligations don't either. The brief includes evidence that the SEITC has reached out to the Canadian and B.C. governments for years, to no reply. The Canadian government did reach out to SEITC, though, through the mining companies. Guy Archibald says one of the mining companies contacted SEITC and offered to guide them through the process. The mining companies listed in the brief haven't responded to KRBD's multiple requests for comment. The Canadian and BC governments are required to submit a similar brief in the coming weeks. Afterwards, the Inter-American Commission will decide if there will be a hearing. In Ketchikan, I'm Jack Darrell. This is Alaska Public Media.